Chapter 3 No! Ignoring her terror, Callie kicked out with all her might. The rat hissed shrilly as it went flying, its four legs scrabbling in the air. It hit the floor with a disgusting plop. Callie stumbled to the stairs as the other two rats darted toward her. Cody and James were ahead of her, screaming all the way up the stairs. Up the narrow stairs. Into the hallway. Breathing hard, her chest heaving, Callie slammed the basement door behind her. "'What's wrong? What's going on?' Mr. Fraser called, hurrying into the hall. "'What's all the screaming?' "'Rats!' all three of them shouted at once. "'Rats in the basement!' Callie cried breathlessly. "'One of them jumped on Callie's leg!' James exclaimed excitedly. "'It was fat and disgusting!' Three rats. They attacked us, Cody added. Did they bite you? Mrs. Fraser cried, appearing behind her husband. Are you okay? Callie shook her head. It didn't bite me, it just jumped on me. I'd never heard of rats doing that, her mother said, shaking her head fretfully. Mr. Fraser sighed. He pulled off his eyeglasses and rubbed his eyes. One more problem to add to the list. We'll have to get an exterminator here right away. Yeah, right away, Mrs. Fraser echoed, biting her lower lip. She forced a smile. Is anyone hungry? she asked. We should go into town and get some food. Before anyone could answer, the doorbell rang. Now, who could that be? Mr. Fraser asked, frowning. Callie followed the others to the door. Her heart was still racing. She shuddered. She could still feel the rat's spidery legs gripping her leg, still hear its shrill hiss. Mr. Fraser pulled open the front door. A young man smiled in at them from the other side of the screen door. He had straight black hair down to the collar of his gray t-shirt. He wore gray denim overalls. His eyes were small and black beneath bushy eyebrows, and he had a black mustache. Can I help you? Mr. Fraser asked. I saw the U-Haul, the man said, pointing. You just moving in? Mr. Fraser nodded. The man shifted his weight. Callie saw that he was big, very athletic looking. My name is Glenn Hankers, he said, his dark eyes peering in through the screen door. I'm a handyman. I mean, I do all kinds of work. I wondered if... There's all kinds of work to be done here, Mrs. Fraser exclaimed, not waiting for Hankers to finish. We could probably keep you busy for months, Mr. Hankers. Mr. Hankers smiled at that. Callie's father studied Mr. Hankers' face. Do you have references? He asked. Mr. Hankers nodded. I can supply them. I've done a lot of work for people on Fear Street. Can you kill rats? James piped up from beside Callie. James! Mrs. Fraser cried. Got a rodent problem? Mr. Hankers asked, smoothing his mustache with the fingers of one hand. The kids saw rats in the basement, Mr. Fraser reported unhappily. I can deal with them, Mr. Hankers said. I've got traps and I have a spray. Well, we need someone to help, Mr. Fraser told him, eyeing him suspiciously. But if you're expensive... Mr. Hankers shook his head. I'm very reasonable, Mr. Fraser. I'm very reasonable, Mr. Fraser. You can pay me by the hour, or by the week, or even by the month. Callie's father glanced at his wife. She nodded. He turned back to Mr. Hankers, pushing open the screen door. I think you've got yourself a load of work here, beginning with killing those rats. When can you start? Right away, Mr. Hankers replied, smiling. He shook Mr. Fraser's hand. Just show me to the basement. Those rats are history. Later that night, her first night in her new bedroom, Callie sat in bed, writing in her diary. Dear Diary, I wish I could tell you how happy I am and how much I love my new house, but I can't. 
I never expected such a run-down, dark, gloomy, tacky place. Would you believe that my very first day here a tree nearly fell on my head, and I was attacked by rats? I get the deep shivers just thinking about it. Cody seems just as miserable as I am. The movers arrived about an hour after we did. We all worked on packing cartons tonight. What a mess. I've never seen everyone so stressed. Now I'm up in my big ugly room writing in bed. Confession time. All day I kept thinking about Rick. I've been in Shadyside only one day and I miss him already. I wonder if he's been thinking about me. A couple of times I started to tell Cody how much I missed him, but I caught myself in time. I keep forgetting that Cody went out with Rick first. I keep forgetting that she accused me of stealing him away from her. I mean, they went out on only one date. And it was Rick's choice to start seeing me. I didn't force him or anything. Poor Cody. I hope she'll have a better time here in our new town. She has such a messed up attitude. Always blaming me for her problems. I hate it that she's so jealous of me. What am I supposed to do? Tomorrow, we're going into town to look for summer jobs. I hope I find something great. I hope Cody does too. Callie wanted to write more, but her eyelids were heavy and her hands started to ache. She set the diary on the floor, turned out the light, and settled down under the covers. The ceiling creaked above her. The house seemed to let out a long, low groan. Why do old houses do that? she wondered sleepily. Probably just to scare the people inside? Well, I'm not going to get scared, Callie told herself, shutting her eyes. I'm too sleepy to get scared. The scrabbling sound made her eyes pop open quick scratching noises above her head. She shuddered. Were there rats in the attic too? Ugly hairy rats running around right above her head? Was the whole house crawling with the disgusting creatures? Mr. Hankers will have to check it out the attic tomorrow morning, she told herself. She ignored the soft scraping footsteps and forced herself to think about Rick. A few minutes later, she drifted into a deep, dreamless sleep. Later that day, "'Are you going to wear that to look for a job?' Mrs. Fraser exclaimed, rolling her eyes in disapproval. Callie hunched over the card table her dad had set up in the kitchen. She blinked her eyes, struggling to wake up. "'These jeans are clean,' she told her mother irritably. "'And so is the t-shirt. The rest of my clothes are still packed.' "'I don't think you'll make a very good impression,' Mrs. Fraser started to say. Callie's father cut her off. "'Callie looks fine,' he said curtly. "'So does Cody.' "'Thanks,' Cody said, yawning. She'd appeared in a kitchen wearing a pale pink polo shirt and crisp white denim jeans. Her short blonde hair was neatly held back in a white headband. Cold cereal for breakfast, Callie's mother announced. I have to do grocery shopping this morning. Also, I couldn't find the balls, so you have to have it on a plate. Callie laughed. Cold cereal on a plate? Doesn't get any better than this. Very amusing, her mother said, setting the box of cornflakes in front of Cody. I look gross, Cody whined, staring down miserably at her reflection in her plate. I couldn't sleep. I kept hearing the scariest sounds. I know this place is haunted. I know it is. Callie ignored her sister. I'm going to find a great job today, she said, giving herself a pep talk. I'm going to find a job where I'll meet all kinds of interesting, glamorous people. It'll make me rich and famous before the summer's over. Callie's parents laughed. They were used to her wild fantasies. Cody continued to stare down at her plate. I hope maybe I can find a waitressing job, she grumbled. Are you sure you're twins? Mr. Fraser demanded, reaching for the cornflakes box. It was a question he asked a lot. Where's James? Callie asked. Still asleep, her mother replied, taking her place at the card table. 
I think he's afraid if he comes downstairs, we'll put him to work unpacking cartons. He'll probably sleep all day, Callie exclaimed. They ate their plates of cornflakes in silence for a while. Know what we need in here? Mrs. Fraser said, putting down her spoon. This kitchen is so damp and cold. We need some fresh air. She turned to Cody. Would you open a window? Let's see if it helps. We'll cut down that big maple in front of the window, Mr. Fraser said as Cody walked across the kitchen to the window. A little sunlight will help a lot. Callie watched Cody slide the window up. Leaning on the windowsill, Cody peered out into the backyard, taking deep breaths of fresh air. It's a pretty day, she reported. Callie turned back to her cereal. She was spooning cornflakes into her mouth when she heard the loud slam. It sounded like a heavy knife blade slicing into a butcher block. A second later, Callie heard her sister's scream of agony. My hands! My hands! Chapter 4 Mrs. Fraser got to the window first. Her husband was right behind her. Cody's screams were softer now, hoarse whispers of pain. My hands! My hands! Mrs. Fraser tugged the window up. Cody stumbled back, holding her arms out stiffly like those of a marionette. Callie had her hands clamped tightly over her mouth. She felt sick. She lowered her eyes, praying that her sister was okay. Oh, my wrists, Cody moaned, still holding her arms in that strange position, sort of like a begging dog. My wrists. Mrs. Fraser hugged Cody. How awful, how awful, she murmured. Try moving your hands, Mr. Fraser instructed. See if you can move them. If your wrists are broken... No, I can move them, Cody announced. She winced in pain as she demonstrated, wiggling both hands. Thank goodness they're not broken, her father said, letting out a long whoosh of air. He removed his glasses and pinched the bridge of his nose between his finger and thumb. We'll put ice on them, Mrs. Fraser said. She started to the refrigerator, but stopped. Oh, we don't have any ice. We haven't made any yet. I think they're going to be okay, Cody said, testing first one wrist, then the other. I, I was mostly scared. It slammed down so fast, I don't think my hands are too badly hurt. She continued bending them, testing the wrists. How did it happen? Callie asked, finally finding her voice. It was so strange, Cody replied, returning to the card table. The window was up. No problem. I was leaning on the sill to smell the fresh air. The window suddenly came crashing down with such force. It was as if someone were pushing it. Mr. Fraser examined the window. He raised it, then lowered it a few times. Weird, he commented. Seems okay. He turned back to the others. When he finishes with the rats, I'll have Mr. Hankers take a look at it. Cody groaned, rubbing her tender wrists. Well, one good thing, she remembered to Callie. The rest of the day has got to be better. At five that afternoon, Callie found the place where she and Cody had agreed to meet. It was a small coffee shop called The Corner, located a few blocks from the high school. Callie stepped inside, breathed in the thick aroma of frying hamburgers and french fry grease, and searched for her sister. Not here yet, she realized disappointed. She was bursting to tell Cody about her day. She slid into a booth in front of the window and glanced around. The restaurant was empty, except for two teenage couples squeezed into the booth against the wall. They were laughing, sliding a salt shaker back and forth across a table as if it were a hockey puck. I wonder if they go to Shadyside High, Callie thought. She was startled to see a boy standing beside her table. He was very good-looking, with wavy black hair, dark friendly eyes that sort of crinkled at the sides, and a nose that looked as if it had been broken at least once. He had a small silver stud in one ear. 
He wore a grease-stained white apron over faded denim jeans and a blue t-shirt. How's it going? he asked Callie. Great, she replied, then immediately felt like a jerk for being so enthusiastic. You, uh, want something? he asked, gesturing toward the kitchen behind the counter. Just a Coke, Callie told him. I'm waiting for my sister. She glanced out the window. No sign of Cody. Hey, Anthony, pick up! A man's raspy voice shouted from the kitchen. Through the window behind the counter, Callie saw two hands set down plates of hamburgers. Is your name Anthony? she asked the boy. Hey, how'd you guess? he shot back, grinning. Callie laughed. I'm psychic. She gazed up at him playfully. Guess my name. Anthony's dark eyes lit up. You already told me, he said. It's psychic. Weird name, Callie laughed. I haven't seen you here before, he said, filling with his apron. I just moved to Shadyside, she told him. My real name is Callie, Callie Frazier. Are you going to Shadyside High in the fall? Anthony asked. Callie started to reply, but was interrupted by the impatient voice from the kitchen. Anthony, pick up! Okay, okay, coming, Anthony shouted. He turned back to Callie. I'll get your Coke. He hurried behind the counter to pick up the plates of hamburgers. Cody arrived a few seconds later, a little bedraggled. She had removed her headband, and her wind was hair-blown and disheveled. She was rubbing one wrist. How'd it go? she asked Callie, sliding into the seat across from her. Did you get a job? Callie nodded. A wide grin spread across her face. I got a pretty good job, she told her sister. It's in a boutique called Too Cute. Huh? Too Cute? What's that mean? Cody demanded, fiddling with her bangs. It's supposed to be a clothing store for couples. Too. Get it? Too. Cute. Cody stuck her finger down her throat and pretended to puke. Real cute, she muttered. Then she added, I knew you'd find a job. How about you? Callie asked. Cody shook her head. No luck. Well, you'll probably find one tomorrow, Callie said quickly. Cody glared across the table at her. Don't you ever get tired of trying to cheer me up, she snapped. Callie opened her mouth to answer, but Anthony leaned over to the table, interrupting. Here's your coat, Callie, he said, setting it down. He turned to Cody. Hi, Callie, sister. What can I get you? Uh, fries and a Sprite, Cody replied, her eyes on Callie. As soon as Anthony left, Cody leaned forward and whispered to her sister. He knows your name? You've already met a guy? He knows I'm your sister? Callie couldn't keep the smile from spreading across her face. We were just talking for a minute before he came in, she told her sister. He's kind of cute, don't you think? Cody leaned over the booth to study Anthony. Yeah, kind of, she said. She turned back to Callie, frowning. Why didn't I get here first, she grumbled. Why are you always so lucky? It's not like he asked me out or anything, Callie replied defensively. He will, Cody said glumly, unable to hide her jealousy. He will. The sun was just starting to dip behind the treetops as Callie and Cody returned home. But as soon as they began to make their way up the gravel driveway, Callie noticed that it became dark as night. We're home, Callie called, leading the way into the front entryway. She tossed her bag down on the floor beside the coat closet and started into the dark living room. We're in the kitchen, Mrs. Fraser called. Any luck? Callie's father shouted. Yeah, bad luck, Cody muttered behind Callie. Why doesn't anyone turn the lights on in here? Callie complained. Callie made her way through the dark room. Their old furniture looked small and unfamiliar in the big living room. As Callie hurried toward the kitchen to tell her parents her news, she didn't see the small, dark creature perched on the arm of the couch. 
She didn't see it until it leapt onto her chest. Chapter 5 A lamp flashed on. The creature raised its snout to Callie's throat. Down, Cubby, she heard James shout. Get down, Cubby. It's a puppy, Callie realized, laughing. The little dog licked her neck. Then it dove to the floor and scampered across the room to James. He scooped it up in his arms. For a moment, I thought, Callie started to admit. Behind her in a living room entryway, Cody laughed. You thought it was a rat? It does kind of look like a rat. Don't say that about Cubby, James said angrily. Cubby is not a rat. Cubby is a laboratory retriever. He gave the dog some nose kisses. Where did you get him? Callie asked, her heart still racing. Dad got him for me at the ASPCA. He's mine, James said, hugging the dog tightly. The dog squirmed and struggled to get down to the floor. He's cute, Cody said. Why did you name him Cubby? Because he looks like a Cubby, James replied. Callie knew better than to question her brother's logic. Later that evening. Our first dinner and our new home, Mrs. Fraser said smiling. She pulled her chair closer to the dining room table. Isn't this great? It's starting to feel like home, Mr. Fraser said, unfolding his napkin. I can't believe Callie thought Cubby was a rat, James announced, rolling his eyes. Let's not talk about rats at the table, their mother replied. Let's have a civilized dinner. Okay, James? James burped loudly, then burst into giggles. That's not funny, Callie told him sharply. It's pretty funny, James shot back. Did Mr. Hankers get all the rats in the basement? Cody asked. He's working on it, Mr. Fraser replied. He was down there all day. Why are we talking about rats? Mrs. Fraser complained. I made a beautiful dinner, a big roast beef, your favorite. Let's have some pleasant conversation. Cubby is the cutest dog in the world, James boasted. I'm glad you like him, Mr. Fraser replied, smiling across the table. We hired a housekeeper today, Mrs. Fraser told the girls, ignoring James. Would you believe she popped up on the front steps, just like Mr. Hankers? What's her name? Cody asked, spooning mashed potatoes onto her plate. Her name is Mrs. Nordstrom, their mother replied. She's starting tomorrow morning. She's kind of stern and sour-faced, but I have a hunch she'll be a really good housekeeper. Mr. Fraser pulled the roast beef platter closer and picked up the big carving knife. Hey, I just had an idea, he said his eyes on Cody. Cody, how would you like to have a job right here? Cody's eyes opened wide with surprise. She dropped the serving spoon back into the mashed potato bowl. Huh? What do you mean? Well, there's so much work to be done, Mr. Fraser said, gesturing with the big black-handled knife. Way too much for Mr. Hankers and me to do on our own. And you love woodworking and painting and everything. Cody narrowed her green eyes at her father. You mean you want me to stay home and work on the house? Mr. Fraser nodded. Yeah. Well... Callie gets to dress up and go to town every day and meet people, Cody demanded. You know you like fix-it work, Mrs. Fraser chimed in. I'll pay you by the hour, Mr. Fraser offered. It'll be like a real job, lunch hour and everything. Well, Cody's expression turned thoughtful. It might be hard to find a job this late in the summer, she murmured, thinking out loud. I mean, everyone isn't as lucky as Callie. I'm the lucky one, James broke in. I got Cubby, and he's all mine. Okay, Dad, I'll do it, Cody decided, smiling for the first time that evening. Great, now carve the roast beef, dear, Mrs. Fraser said impatiently to her husband. Mr. Fraser climbed to his feet and bent over the meat platter, fork in one hand, carving knife in the other. This meat looks perfect, he said. It'll be cold if we don't eat it soon, 
Callie's mother urged. She raised her eyes to Callie. Would you do me a favor? I forgot the salt and pepper shakers. They're in the kitchen. Okay. Callie slid her chair back and started making her way around the table. Don't step on Cubby, James warned. Where is that puppy anyway? Mrs. Fraser asked. Under the table, James replied. He's licking my shoe, James giggled. We have to teach that dog not to bother us while we're eating, Mr. Fraser said, leaning over to slice the meat. You can't let a puppy develop bad habits. Callie pressed back against the wall to squeeze behind her father's chair to get to the kitchen. She was nearly past him when she saw him lift a knife to start to carve. But then Mr. Fraser jerked forward as if being shoved. His eyes bulged wide with shock, and the knife blade plunged deep into his side.